आई वी एम हु ओन्स यू योर बॉडी योर माइंड द यर इज 1958 एंड रामधारी सिंह दिनकर पोएट मेंबर ऑफ पार्लियामेंट मेक्स अ स्पीच इन पार्लियामेंट दैट मेक्स अ स्ट्रॉन्ग केस not for poetry but for copyright do you copy me hello and welcome to the show the longest constitution my name is priya mirza and in each episode of this podcast we look closely at what the constitution guarantees us we have been looking at how women's reproductive autonomy has been recognized by expanding the constitutional right granted under article 21 of our constitution to recognize that women can abstain from having sex use contraception opt to abort a fetus and none of this is ho hi toba etc it's constitutional okay so in today's episode we are looking at our mind bodies what we do with it and who decides that what's valuable and what's not what is recognized and what's not and that recognition is often the first step towards any form of remuneration and just to remind ourselves motherhood is of many kinds today we're looking at motherhood as work so in the last episode we looked at a judgment which said that women aren't machines and babies aren't products remember well they are being produced so why aren't they products and our first story today for the first time is about a baby okay why am i getting excited it's just a baby and by the way The story is about production, reproduction, passports, ownership, abandoning and claiming. Baby Manji Yamada was birthed by an Indian surrogate mother. So two Japanese nationals, Yuki Yamada and Ukufumi Yamada came to India in 2007. They chose a surrogate mother in Anand Gujarat and drew up a contract. However, by the time the baby was born, The Mia Bivi the husband and wife had a discord and the biological father's visa had expired and he wasn't in India so the question arose what's going to happen to this cute little product okay a little bit of history now commercial surrogacy was legalized in India in 2002 not through a law but through the ICMR rules that's the Indian Council of Medical Research and this allowed transnational commercial surrogacy and by the early 2000s anand a small town in gujarat emerged as the hub of commercial surrogacy industry the production of babies india surrogacy business was estimated to be worth more than 400 million a year wow giving options to by the way mostly married women often with their own children opting to rent their wombs for up to a lakh and sometimes more and sometimes less but what is surrogacy surrogate means a substitute and there are two types of surrogacy the first called traditional surrogacy which involves the surrogate being artificially inseminated with the biological father's seminal fluid seminal which means related to semen But the word seminal as you probably already know also means great hugely influential path breaking I mean it's so typical of a language to celebrate a man's biological ejections 
So thank you for listening to my uterine podcast. The second term gestational surrogacy is also what is called IVF. You must have seen several hoardings in which the egg of the intended mother of an anonymous donor is fertilized with the mm, seminal fluid. And the embryo is transferred to the surrogate's uterus. And you could read more about this in the links below. But the point here is that among the many forms of motherhood, surrogacy is one of them. Of a woman using her body to reproduce, birthing, nurturing, laboring. Yes, it is laborious and it is labor. Anyway, let's get back to Dinkar. What was Dinkar talking about in Parliament and what did he want to protect? He wanted to protect his intellectual products. His books as a writer, Ramdhari Singh Dinkar, argued in Parliament at a time when the government was dismantling the patent system for pressure for a strong copyright law, which would protect artistic works for being used or duplicated and get royalty from that. That's what these seminal men wanted. Our second story today is about a woman um, who died. Sorry, today is not a very cheerful day. Okay, but her death does illuminate certain things. First of all, how she died? She died in an accident. Kamala Mal was traveling the bus which had an accident. She had severe injuries and died. After her death, her husband needed someone to fill in all the chores she was doing before she died. Like, like cooking, cleaning, washing, tending to the children. But following her death, he now hired help and actually had to pay a domestic help, a cook, to do this in this case. So her husband filed for compensation. And the Motor Vehicles Act 1988, given the number of vehicles and those who are killed and disabled in road accidents, provides for compensation for rash and negligent driving. And that's what he applied for, that he and his four children suffered a personal loss. And now he had to pay for a cook. So if compensation for a mother and housewife is to be sought, the court would have to think of what work do women do at home? And can a mother and a wife be replaced by a paid cook? So some work can be quantifiable and fungible. So one can actually have a surrogate for a few dimensions of housework. But can one have a substitute for everything a woman does? Care work, domestic work, emotional work. In a landmark Supreme Court judgment in 2010, the court took note of the range of these what it called services, which are to quote, performed selflessly day and night. And the court noted that mums and wives are not just reproducing but also producing the cultural fabric of our nation. So to quote from a judgment, one must remember that in Indian society, a mother not only serves her children, but she is also a teacher, guide, mentor and philosopher for them. A mother inculcates good habits in her children. It is the mother who teaches her children what is good and what is bad. These are moral values which can be taught by a mother only and no one else. A mother works with selfless devotion. She has no hours of work. That's true. 
She can be the first person to get up in the morning in the house and can be the last person to go to bed. The contribution of a mother in fact can never be converted into rupees and paise. Hmm. Okay, we cool people call that UDCW, unpaid domestic and care work. Anyway, what happened in parliament in the 1950s? Ramdhari Singh Dinkar, who would later be awarded the Sahitya Academy Award, pushed for a strong copyright law because he argued, to quote, all authors are highly impractical. The more practical he becomes, the less creative he gets. Oh, right, because all the practical work is being done by, um, guess who? And he was supported by the writers. In 1957, India passed the Copyright Act in favor of the rights of authors and poets. And what happened to baby Yamada? In Baby Manji Yamada versus Union of India 2008, the Supreme Court observed, Oh, there's actually no law on commercial surrogacy? That's what it noted. Yeah, it did. And directed the National Commission for Protection of Child Rights to look into the matter. But what happened to the baby? Okay, the father was given custody of the baby and her grandmother took her to Japan. Chalo, that's nice. But in 2013, India prohibited transnational commercial surrogacy, prohibiting women from using their body to earn money from foreign couples. It was the beginning of the Sanskari Karan of surrogacy. Sounds familiar? Let's see. It's a woman and she's making money by using her body for non-Indians. Hi, Ray. Roko, roko. Iswak, roko. Stop it right now. Okay. So today's takeaway is labor. It comes in many forms, intellectual, physical, emotional, affective. Some are celebrated like writers and musicians. But what about others? Do women have to die for recognition of the work they do? That's the question. In the next episode, we will look at surrogacy, labor and gender at the workplace. You can follow me on Twitter, that's at FundamentallyP, or my Instagram handle given in the description below. Till then, stay safe. This is me, Priya Mirza, signing out.